are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, we're talking about the creative power of God and how it'll work for you. When you start talking about this scripture, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, people will say, oh, but Brother Caps, that scripture is talking about spiritually. But I beg your pardon. Read chapter 8, read chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians. Two whole chapters is talking about nothing but finances. Money. Say money. Sometimes people get embarrassed about talking about money in church. It takes money to preach the gospel. Now listen to what it says. And bless their darling, confused hearts. There's a lot of people that'll say, Oh, this prosperity message won't work anywhere but here in the Western world. Listen, this will work in the middle of the Sahara Desert. If you can just find a grain of sand to polish up and give to somebody. Terry Mize, a friend of mine, missionary, he said down in Mexico and some of these other places he goes in Guatemala, he said those people down there can double their financial status in one year by giving. Now you take a man here in the United States that's got a hundred million dollar business. If he ends up next year with two hundred million dollars, I'd say that's pretty good prosperity, isn't it? All right, now let me show you the same kind of prosperity in the jungles of Guatemala. A man has three chickens. He gives one to the pastor. Next year he has six chickens. That's the same amount of prosperity as the man that got $200 million over here. Tell me it won't work in the other world. It'll work the same everywhere on the face of this earth. See, what they do, they get their heads mixed up about Cadillacs and different things. They say, well, what would a guy in Guatemala do with a Cadillac? He don't need a Cadillac. What he needs is four more chickens. <laughs> and that's the way you get them. It's by giving. And I tell you, it'll work anywhere in the world that you'll believe God and activate it. Now listen to this. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor. People say, well, now Jesus was poor. He didn't have anything here on earth. And we're supposed to follow Jesus. Oh, I beg your pardon. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's analyze that a minute. The curse of the law was threefold. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Jesus redeemed us from the curse. How did he do it? By suffering the curse of the law. He did it for us. You know the grace or the willingness of the Lord Jesus, though he was rich with God in heaven, he stripped himself, he came to this earth, became poverty-stricken far as God was concerned, far as he was concerned. He's poverty-stricken on this earth that you, through his poverty, might have abundance. In other words, the reason he suffered poverty on this earth was so you wouldn't have to. He redeemed you from the curse. Now let me ask you something. He redeemed us from sin, didn't He? You're no more redeemed from sin than you are poverty. Now here's what people say. Well now if He redeemed us from poverty, there'd be no poverty. Let me ask you something. Did He redeem us from sin? Is there any sin? Yeah, you can sin if you want to. 
You can still sin if you want to. But you see, Jesus suffered it. His intention was to redeem us from it so that we could enter into the abundant life. Now that doesn't mean that everybody will have a million dollars. In fact, prosperity has to do with money, but that's a very small part of it. Prosperity is physically, spiritually, socially, in all the areas of life. Being able to meet your needs and meet the needs of others, whether it's in a spiritual manner or physical healing or whatever, to minister to the needs of others. That's prosperity. But Jesus suffered poverty, that we through his poverty might be made rich. Now the word rich means abundance. So if we can ever get it settled in our minds that Jesus wants us to have abundance. He came that you might have the abundant life. Romans 5.17 says, Having received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we do reign as kings in life by one Jesus Christ. The Amplified says reign as kings in life. They that receive the abundance of grace. You know there's a lot of people though that won't receive the abundance of grace. You know what grace is? Grace is God's willingness to use His power and His ability on your behalf even though you don't deserve it. Paul said, be strong in grace. You see, in Pentecostal circles, you don't have any trouble with people believing that God's able. But you really have trouble getting people to believe that God's willing and He'll do it now. (laughs) See, everybody believes God's able. The devil even believes that. He's not going to get anything. But you've got to believe that He's able and He's willing. And he'll do it now. If we'll confess his word, if we'll go with the manner that he gave us. The Lord hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, and Abraham's blessings are mine. Psalms 35, 27, and Galatians 3, 14. Then for guidance and for wisdom, here's a confession that the Lord said to me several years ago. He said, son, if you will confess these scriptures daily, you'll never have any trouble hearing my voice and knowing what I direct you to do. John 16th chapter, verse 13, and James 1, 5. And from that I've formed this confession, the spirit of truth that abideth within me. He teaches me all things. He guides me into all truths. Therefore I confess I have perfect knowledge of every situation, every circumstance that I come up against. I have the wisdom of God. Then John 10, 4, and 5. From that I got this confession. I do follow the good shepherd. I know his voice and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. Now see, I caught myself one day saying to the Lord, Lord, I know your word said that your sheep hear your voice, but I don't. You know what the Lord kept saying to me? But I said you do. I said, I know you said that, but I don't. He said, but I said you do. Can you imagine a guy arguing with the Lord, talking with him all the time and saying you don't hear him? <laughs> He said, but I said, you do. (laughs) Finally, it got over to me. I was saying I didn't, and he said I did. And he said, son, confess these scriptures, that the spirit of truth abides in you, and he teaches you all things. He guides you into all truths, and you do hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger you will not follow. And he said, if you'll continually do that, build it into your spirit, you'll never have any trouble hearing from me and knowing what I said. But you see, when you get lax on these things. Now that's why it's necessary to continually confess the Scriptures and the Word of God. You don't ever get to the point that you can just quit confessing the Word of God. You've got to stay at it. 
If you don't, you'll turn negative on some things. Now, whether you've noticed or not, this world's in a negative stream. And it'll carry you down the primrose path to destruction if you get in it. Have you noticed that any old dead fish can float downstream? But it takes a live one to go upstream. So when you start confessing the positive things of life, there's going to be a lot of people think that there's something wrong with you. They want to know what's got into you. Well, just tell them nothing but the Word of God. <laughs> I'm filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Somebody said, why, you sound like you're conceited. No, I'm confessing the Word of God from Colossians 1.9, the prayer that Paul prayed, that they would be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will. See, we can enter into that. It is available to us. But you see, Jesus is not going to come back from the dead to make that happen to us. And it's not going to happen just because it's in the Bible. It's going to happen when we call for it. We have to call for these things. I put off the old man, I put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created me. I've received the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. I'm not conformed to the world, but I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. My mind is renewed by the word of God. Now there's something about God's word that will get into your spirit and change your attitude, change your direction in life, change the way you think, it'll change the way you talk when you begin to say these things. But it's up to you to do it. I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. I'm strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. Colossians 1, 10, and 11. These things are available to us. We confess it. We speak it. We proclaim it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. God is on my side. God is in me now. Who can be against me? Hath given to me all things that pertain to life and godliness. For I'm a partaker of the divine nature. See, that comes from 2 Corinthians 6, 16, John 10, 10, 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4, and Romans 8, 31. It's the power of God. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Now, the last one I want to talk about here. Jesus gave me authority to use his name. Now, this is based on Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 19. John 16, verse 23 and 24, and Ephesians 6, 12. Jesus gave me authority to use his name. That which I bind on earth is bound in heaven. That which I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. I bind and cast down spiritual wickedness in high places, render them harmless and ineffective against me, against my business, against my property, against my ministry, against my family. And in the name of Jesus, I loose the spirit and the power and the wisdom of God to lead us and direct us and guide us in the wisdom of God the reason I can bind the principalities and powers and cast them down, render them harmless and ineffective. By faith and the power of the name of Jesus, I have authority to use it because I have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body, and I have the faith of God in me from the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Trust you've been with us all this week. We have a CD offer number 7210. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. It's entitled, God's Creative Power Will Work for You. God's Word is creative power. You can use God's Word to overcome the circumstances of life if you know how to do it. But you have to learn to think like God thinks. And we do that by saying what God said about us. 
if you say what God says about you long enough, you will get it on the inside of you. And when it abides in you, then Jesus said, ask what you will. He said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done. This is the practical side of using God's word to enter into the promises of God. Now, we're not talking about trying to get something God doesn't want you to have. You know, the word of God is the will of God. Now, in the book of Psalms, it says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, I take that to mean, and I believe this is in that context, if you delight yourself in the Lord, you delight yourself in the Word of God, and then that Word creates the desires of God in your heart. Then your desires are of God. So it keeps you in line with the Word of God and the will of God, and then faith cometh by hearing. As long as you speak what the enemy says and talk your problems and your failures, you're going to have great faith in problems and failures and no faith in God to deliver you. But if you will confess what God said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The enemy had no power over me to overcome evil with good. Keep God's word in your mouth. God's word is established in heaven. What are you going to establish on earth? Blessing or curses? So many people do that. And they don't realize they're establishing the curses. That's offer number 7210. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, that's Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.